Oh, Duran Duran, part two. I do love a bit of Notorious. Oh, absolutely. A little seedy judgment. Very George Michael, very Prince. Yes, absolutely. Very uh, David Bowie kind of funky kind of thing, Mm. wasn't it? Very, very. I'm pretty sure that was a Nile Rodgers thing. Oh, yeah, it would have been. Well, yeah. well kind of Nile from Chic, of course, yeah. was with them. Uh, he produced a lot of their stuff. Nile was big in the 80s, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, and I know that um, Johnny Taylor loved a bit of Nile and, yeah. and Bernard from Chic. That's right. Well, no. look, okay, last episode we got up to about um, 1984 of Duran Duran. Mm. This show is, of course, the 80s montage. That's I'm right. Jay Joey and you I'm are. Sammy. How Hard you going? on, I had to think about it. Yeah, well, it is at the moment. Oh, no, you're <laughs> – okay, cool, cool. Um, all right, so 1984, Duran Duran. They have released um, three albums in as many years. They've broken the US. They've gone huge. They have. There's mania around the world after these guys. They were dubbed the Fab Five. Yep. Um, obviously a kind of a play on a phrase which was... The Beatles. Uh, coming from the, the Beatles being yep. the Fab Four. This was the Fab Five. Um, and and they were quite, huge fans of the Beatles. Yeah, that's right. It's quite telling. Well, they signed with the same record company, didn't they, originally? Ah, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. They... Um, uh, the Beatles was, of course, dubbed the Beatles and Rolling Stones and all of that era. Oh wow! The Beatles and, and Rolling Stones and that era was dubbed the um, the first British invasion or yeah. just the British invasion. And Duran Duran and you know Flock of Seagulls, Spando Ballet. All of those guys and, and the kind of new romantics, new wave scene was dubbed uh, the second British invasion. Mm. But it was, look, really, Duran, Depeche Mode, it was really, uh, Duran Duran were at the helm of this, at yeah. the head of this. The reason why they were is because of the birth of MTV. Mm. And as we were talking about last episode, Duran Duran were very uh, dedicated to. Um, their their visual their visual presentation, mm. not just in uh, their personal sort of image, but their stage uh, presentation and their video clips. Yeah, absolutely. So look, they have worked their ass off, really worked their ass off to, you know, really make a break in the US and make as much money as they can. Uh, they're on tour constantly for sort of, you know, for coming up to five years. And these guys are tired. They, they, they are. are tired. And they're also being criticised for putting out really good pop music and and, and, the, and it's on. It's on. It's yeah. that middle part of the 80s which got really hard for them. It was difficult. It was yeah. difficult for everybody because it was a, uh, it was a real turning point. Mm. Um The pressure's on. Yeah. New Wave, New Romantics was dying out Mm. and kind of rock uh, in the form of like hair metal and that kind of stuff. Hair metal and... (laughs) Maddie's just put up a fucking photo trying to distract us. I didn't realise those chicks were so hot. Uh, Was this a gig that we played? It was a gig. It was the... um 
Yeah, Melbourne Eats, Street Eats, and these chicks were eating up all my words. No, and I Bubba, what gig did we play? Were they waitresses? It was Timor and I. This was up they in were the waitresses. country, Bubba. Yeah, yeah, this is um, a chuka. They were when we played a chuka and they were the waitresses. Look at them. So, They've all had their lips done. Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful. Look at that chick's ass. Yeah, very good ass. And you're like giving them advice I'm now. giving them advice First about life. First thing I'd do is move <laughs> out of a chica and come down to yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, look. Yeah, fucking you Spend don't. your money on crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know. I think it's, she it's, already has. Have look, a look. Look, I can't believe how hot those chicks are. Why would they be listening to me like that? Why are they still in a chica? Uh, one's got... Lovely kind of uh, tattoos down her arm. Anyway, yeah. look, we digress. Thank you, Maddie, for the distraction. <laughs> yeah, good on you, Matt. We, um, these guys have, um, Duran Duran, have worked their asses off. Look, they're largely kind of um, chemically dependent as well. Mm. They're very tired. They can, yeah. You know, they're pushing themselves going by bloody having a snort here and there and and it's really taken over with Andy and it's really taken over with John. Yeah. They're at each other's throats at this stage and as I well. And I think they were growing up as yeah, well. well they were, yeah, well, Because yeah. they were only babies so yeah, they're getting right. to their – 30, 40. Well, they're wanting to kind of not be kind of losers and they're wanting to kind of like put their roots down a little bit as well, a mm. little bit, and um, and kind of do something with their, their the money that they've just gained. And I think shit started falling over when they were asked to do a view for a kill. The James oh, Bond movie. Yeah, yes, yeah. It was just after that where the fucking cracks in the pavement you know started what, to though, happen. I think that's what sort of drew them back. They 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 had had um, they had this huge success. They had the release of the album. Did a lot of tours of the US. And we're talking 1984. They then were like, "Fuck! I need some time off. I need some time off." They did all individually. They were at each other's throats, and it kind of it's funny. They kind of, um, for some reason, they remind me of my old band, 10,000. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. hey, hey, no, no, no. I'm not comparing myself. I know exactly to what you're saying. To, Dur- yep. to Duran Duran at all. Yeah. What I'm saying is um, they were very. They were very creative, like, you know, creatively, they were, like, fucking incredible. Mm. Behind the scenes, because they were kind of very large personalities, (laughs) very large personalities, um, there was a lot of tension, a lot of creative rub. And that's that's the way that they they kind of... um, And they were getting a lot of management... Um, people like the management were giving them a hard time. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. once you make money, they want you to always make oh, money. Oh fuck yeah! Well, and they're also growing up and they're in relationships of having children yeah. or and it is get married. all a different story. Yeah, yeah, and they're having to kind of conceal a lot of their private life um, in terms of uh, girls and relationships and stuff that they're mm. like serious relationships. Um, because it sort of keeps fans happy if they're yeah. seen to be single. Yeah. So they, they, they hated, aww, they, they, they hated, um, Maddie, take these down. So, so they're, um, um, they're having to, <laughs> they're having to, um, kind of play the pop game and I really don't think they were happy with it. No. You know? Um, so they all decided to take some time off. They did. But... They wanted to take some time off Duran Duran. Yeah. They didn't want to 
necessarily take time off being musicians. Mm. Um, they, they're at a stage where they've done a lot of touring, they've met a lot of amazing people. You know, the thing about kind of making it and breaking it, you meet everybody else who's made and bro- broken it. Mm. So they would have met kind of the best musicians in the world. Well, and they would have yeah. been like, "Hey, we've got a uh, you know, we've got a jam sometime. Let's fucking they do something." They would have met David Bowie by this stage. That's right. They would have been hanging out with him and all these amazing people. Yeah. So they've um when they've taken time off, they, they, you know, they would have got itchy feet. You know what musos are like, yeah. creatives are like. Yeah. They would have gotten itchy feet after fucking two, three weeks. And it's quite normal to fall out with people after you've been inside. You're pretty much living with these people. Yeah. And you're not related. It's a lot harder yeah. when you're not related. You really do see the worst and, of each other. And you see, like, Nick Rhodes is the party guy, man. He was up for fucking hours every and night. You just don't get that, do you? But, like, apparently he, yeah, he. we've heard yeah. that he was the last one up. He's actually said that himself. Yeah. And he was that the he was one the one the that he everything. would just party the whole time. Wow. And I think, I, I think Nick Rhodes would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. You know? He would have been a lot of fun. Too. Yeah. He would have been like, let's have another drink and a cigarette. But, yeah, um, yeah. I, I like that they had that kind of a lifestyle because you don't know when it's going to end either. Oh, well, you've got to enjoy it as it yeah. goes. You, you do. You have to go for it. But they it. still kept the work ethic going. They still kept producing amazing work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but look, they look. so they, they took some time off. They would have got itchy feet after like, you know, they've had – Two or three weeks of uh, sleep ins. They've had they've had their sleep. Oh, I want to do something. I want to do something. Yeah. So, we've got what I call the great schism. Yes. We've got half of Duran Duran breaking off into Arcadia. Yes. Arcadia was Simon Le Bon, Nick Rhodes. So you've got your keys, you've got your vocals, and it was Roger as well. It was, yeah. For a little while, before Roger took fucking 10 years off. Yeah. But you've got, so so those three guys over there doing Arcadia. Mm-hmm. Arcadia, interestingly enough, the name Arcadia was um, one of the possible titles for a band, uh, band names when they were coming up for a band name and they settled on Duran Duran. Oh, so Arcadia wow. had been floating around. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so they moved on to that. Arcadia was, um, uh, I think Simon Le Bon says it was one of the most pretentious albums ever released. I actually like it. I love it. I love, I it. love Goodbye is Forever. Yeah. And I'm sure that was about Duran because yeah. at the time I think they thought they were splitting up. Yeah. But they kind of were but they kind of weren't. They needed to just com- completely take and some I time And I totally off. get that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're so creative and there's so much – because people don't understand when you've got a unit of five people that work, yeah. you fucking feel that. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. And if something goes wrong with the energy where one's a bit fucking gone wrong, you have to get rid of that energy to keep the success. Yeah. It's an energy. A band is an energy. It's not about just one person singing out the front. No. It's about the whole fucking Absolutely. Troop. And you know what? It's not even about music. It isn't. It's about the mixture of chemistry between those five people. Exactly. The music is a side effect. It's, mm. the, it's the first side effect of the, the mixture of these five energies mm. or four energies or three energies, whatever. And that's why they went away together and they did vacations. Mm. Yeah. Like. 
I would go away with Rewind 80s, every single one of yeah. Rewind 80s yeah, and have yeah. a ball yeah, yeah. because it's an energy that you can't buy. Oh. You can't fucking change. And we've had that in two projects. Yeah, yeah. And it's an energy that just is there. It's yeah. like a tribe. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And when we go away and we tour and you're in some beautiful place and you're, you're like, oh, my God, this is like fucking incredible. Yeah. You know, we experienced that on the on the, on the the Bowie tour as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and you, you go and you play these special shows, you're doing this new work, you know, everyone – Everyone sees a different side to each other musically as well. Yeah. So you kind of, kind of have these um, this new appreciation of each other as well. Exactly. And there are things you have to accept about each other and really, you know, you just got to let it go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. – Every no one's perfect. No. Nah. There are things about people but you just take it on. Yeah. You know, you yeah, just yeah, go, yeah. yeah, that's cool. So yeah. I'm sure that all of them probably wanted a break at this stage. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Simon and Nick over on one side with Arcadia and interestingly enough, mm. they're the ones from the original five lineup that are still there now. Yes. They're the only two from the original. So they must, they clearly get on. You know, they clearly get along really well. They clearly kind of um, – and why would that be astrologically? Like what are their signs and how do they well, mix? Well, the, the, the only guy that's missing is Andy now. Roger's back in. Roger's yeah. been in it for a while. Yeah, but he's been out for a while. So yeah, what I'm saying is, is Nick and uh, Roger Simon. Roger was a Taurian. So um, what? What Nick and Simon? What's the astro- astrological combination there between Nick and Simon? Well, Nick's a Gemini. Simon's a, a Scorpio. Um, a lot what of the times. What would the Gemini see in the Scorp? Well, Scorpio is is so ready to change. Okay. Know. They love the dark shit. You know. Yeah. I, I watched um, a thing with the boys and it was called um, you had to go through a record store and pick your five things that you would watch and, mm. and Nick's got really kooky taste. Yeah. Like I'm ten seconds away of giving Nick bad boy bubba. Like he watches shit like wow. that. Wow, yeah. You know, and yeah. he was saying like he watches zombie movies and all that stuff. So mm. that would be really good. Simon would love that. Yeah, right, right. Because you want to know about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, a part of the – I think a lot of the time – I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know why Nick and Simon and Roger disappeared because – John and si- John and Nick were, were so close. Yeah, but maybe strange, that was isn't the it? reason. Yeah, interesting. Because they had been in each other's <laughs> lives for fucking bad boy Bubby. Yeah. For fucking years. I really want to send I really want to send Nick Rhodes bad boy Bubby. Yeah. I think he'd love it. it. I hope he would. Yeah. Because he loves some kooky shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so they did. Arcadia did that awesome track Election Day. Election Day. Uh, and doesn't Grace Jones do the... Um, she does. Yeah, she does, does a little solo in it. Yeah, yeah, she does the rap in it, mm. right? So when Maddie and I did Night Version, mm. which was kind of uh, in a way a tribute to um, a tribute to the darker elements of New Wave. That's right. Um, and so, and therefore, a tribute to uh, Duran Duran. Yeah. Um, we and when we when we supported Grace Jones opening that um, that huge gig up north. Yeah. Uh, we really wanted to do some Duran Duran because because of the link between um, huge link there. Grace Jones and Duran Duran yeah. via Arcadia. 
So mm. th- that was interesting. We did some up north there. And and wasn't Grace Jones in the View to a Kill? Yeah, strangely enough. Yeah. So this is yeah. all happening at the same time. Yeah. So you wonder sort of what came first. So because um, they really like Grace Jones. Yeah. Mm. Grace played. Grace Jones was in a View to a uh, View to a Kill. Yeah. Uh, with. Um, Christopher Walken as the main villain. Grace Jones played Mayday. Yeah. Uh, it was set partially in Paris. And this is the Roger Moore Bond as well, which was very camp and very... Was Roger Moore in it though? Yeah, baby. Okay. Yeah, very much. Who left then? Um, the uh, Sean Connery, but that was uh, f- f- a fair few films okay. before. This may have been the last Roger Moore, I'm not sure. I don't know. It, it actually kind of... Um, Look, it's the shittest Bond film. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what um, John Taylor said. Oh, he said yeah. we were so upset because the film was fucked with. Well, it was. It was just ridiculous. It was as yeah. abs- and, it, and it's a shame because like Christopher Walken's a fantastic fucking actor. Grace Jones is just like phenomenal. She was on a film. great actress. She would have yeah. been a great Bond kind of villainess. Yeah. You know, she yeah. and it's just the script wasn't very good. It was just like high camp. It was yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. The 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 the, um, the the fucking uh, visual effects were fucking terrible. Remember, it had that. It was partially set in Paris, and it had that um, uh, blimp uh, exploding, exploding. Oh on yeah! Fucking the Eiffel Tower. I think or that something. was the end of a view to kill the video. Yeah, yeah. Because they had the timer. Yeah, that's right. Because they went Simon, Simon that's, Le Bon. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's and, right. And John Taylor hates that video. That was another Godly and Cream video. It's a bit of a laugh. Girls on film. Yeah, yeah. hated it. Well, look. Um, so this they kind of this this break that they have it was kind of informal they were just taking some time off yeah and and they were drawn back together to do um this film uh to, to do this film clip and and do the title song to a view to the kill a view to a kill and they fucking hated it yeah they fucking hated filming it yeah you know you would have thought kind of doing a a, a bond uh, title song, and it was it was um, it was actually the most successful Bond title song. Yeah, it's up fantastic. Up to that point, so you Absolutely. think of all those amazing kind of Shirley Bassey, Shania like, Easton, yeah, like everything coming up until that point. Yeah. This was the most successful track. Yeah, and they fucking hated it. Yeah, so this, well, there was a lot of demands with Bond films. It has to have a certain sound and, yeah, and they weren't right. all getting along. That's but right. But where we really saw the separation was in Live Aid with Duran Duran. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that you had really the Arcadia look yeah. and then the Power Station yeah, look. Yes, so this was, this was the following year. So let's just outline Power Station. So Power Station was the other half. So you've got Andy Taylor, guitarist. Yeah. You've got John Taylor, bassist. Mm. And um, they wanted to jam and do some stuff. Yeah. And they had met um, – they've obviously met Sheik somewhere along the line. Oh, What's no, Sheik – well, he did Wild Boys. Wild Boys was produced by um, – Nile. Yeah, Nile. Yes, there yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've obviously met Sheik at some point. And then the, the drummer was from Sheik. What's his name? I can't Tommy remember. Tommy – Tommy someone. The, Afri- now, the African-American dude. I've Hang watched on, Live Aid. I'm, I actually, I've got a little bit of show and tell, baby. 
Tommy Thompson. Tommy Thompson. Yeah. So I, even though we're meant to be in lockdown. Oh, look at you. Even though we're meant to be in lockdown, I went record shopping. Oh, that's what we do on lockdown. Yes, because, I mean, the apocalypse is going to sound good. Dude, I got. did you buy these? I'll go through the others. Get out. I got got, uh, Let's Dance by David Bowie. Amazing. Well, Mika bought me this. Yeah. I'm not even going to open it. Hang um, on, did you buy this recently? Yesterday, Bubba. Oh, wow. So this is also produced by Niall Rogers. Yeah, that's right. Niall Rogers was hot. Oh, fuck yeah, baby. He was hot. Because he had just come out of Chic um, and he was producing for everybody. So so the, I'm not even going to open it. That That's that. Beautiful. I'm going to keep that with my other unopened <gasps> Bowies that you've bought me. Mm. Um, I got uh, uh, Prince and the Revolution uh, Parade. Yes, which has which is the Mountains, basically the soundtrack to um, the Under the Cherry Moon. Under the Cherry Moon, yeah. So which it's got is Kiss a shit on movie. there as well. Yeah, Kiss. Yeah, you know Great. what? You know how fucking hard it is to find original Prince and David Bowie albums. You know why? Because no one fucking gives them up. No one gives oh, them so up. So is that an original? This is an original. Wow. Yeah. But the ones I bought you weren't though, were they? Oh, no, they're new ones. But you yeah. can't find them, Bubba. Okay. You can't fucking find them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't either. This Bowie isn't either. But um, but this one is. the print. Yeah. You can't fucking find Prince no. original vinyls anywhere. Well, I know the Missing Persons album, which has a Duran Duran oh, link to it too. the weekend, didn't you? I've, I listened to that yesterday doing housework. It's yeah. fucking not a bad album. Oh, it's good. It's great. Really good album. And strangely a tie-in with... um, The wedding album, Duran Duran. We'll come back to this. Yes, we will. All right. And the third and final um, vinyl that I bought was Power Station, 33 and a third. Beautiful. Fucking great album. So you've got... Oh, God, they look good. You've got Andy Taylor. You've got John Taylor. They had Tony Thompson from Chic on yeah, drums. Yeah. And um, they weren't – what they – they started jamming. They thought, cool, let's do this. Anyway, so, yeah, Power Station. I think they always planned on having different vocalists come through. So oh, they were, with the they, Power they Station? Pl- yeah. They, what, what they wanted to do was take awesome songs that they loved, rock them up, and they wanted to rock them out, yeah. They wanted to rock them out. This was their version of rocking songs out was Power Station. Well, to me, this is my version of Toto that I would like. Oh, yeah, right, right. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um, they they were jamming fucking Get It On yeah. by Mark Boland, by yeah. T-Rex. Yeah. And um, they were hanging out with uh, Robert Palmer at the time. Robert Palmer, they were going to get him in on a certain track and I think the first album was going to have all different vocalists for every song. They had Robert Robert Palmer for some like it hot or some shit. Yep, yep. Um, they Robert Palmer when he heard that they were doing Get It On, he was like, "Oh fuck, can I just kind of can I just like jam that out with you?" He sang it, and they were like, "Oh fucking hell, this is incredible!" And so they decided in that moment to do the entire first album of Power Station. With Robert Palmer. Right. He ended up being the only, you know, go on to just being their only singer. So um, it was a really exciting time for Robert Palmer as well. It was like a rebirth for for Robert Palmer as well, you know. Yeah, well, that's right. But I don't think Robert was quite that. I think he might have been a little bit of a a prick. Because he didn't do Live Aid with them. 
Oh, really? No. Yeah, right. I know what happened then. I'll have to look into Robert, Robert Palmer. Robert is now not alive, obviously, but he was a little bit pretentious. Do you know Robert and Tony Thompson died in the same year? Now, I watched the power station because I was looking to see, because Duran Duran did Live Aid, so you've got Simon and Nick looking Arcadia in it, and then you've got... Um, Roger. Yes, right. So they've just come back to do Live Aid. That's so right. So Duran Duran have and just come bo- back to do Live so Aid. They're so separate. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you've got half of them looking like Arcadia, which was and a And I actually look. thought Arcadia did Live Aid, but I can't find anything okay. of that. But the power station did do Live Aid. Yeah. And there was another was, guy fronting it. Um, Arcadia were very artsy and, and there was like a goth look. What was the look for power station? It was sort of rock, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was rocky. They thought they here. were kind of like... Yeah. They thought they were doing metal, strangely. Yeah. I mean, Andy looked fantastic in the power station. I thought he looked his best. Oh in well, that. he was really going for it. He yeah. was really finding himself because he was a guitarist, really. Well, well, um, that really wanted John to do that and shit. Andy clearly wanted to do rock. Yeah, you know, because John went on down the track to do neurotic. Um, what are they called? Neurotic outsiders. Don't know that neurotic one. Neurotic outsiders. Wow. So, so with with Duff McKagan and um, Matt Sorum from fucking uh, Guns N' Roses, right? So, so he went on. They were like an LA-based super group. Okay. Um, so clearly, John wanted to go on and do rock. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember hearing John talking about Power Station, and he was saying we, we he's talking about metal, using metal. Oh, we wanted to kind of like play heavy metal, and it's like. Power Station isn't heavy metal, but in terms of the 80s, and you think of like how um, Bon Jovi was considered as metal and that kind of thing, they kind of were heading... It was, yeah, well, that's right. At the time, we thought it was heavy metal. That's right, yeah. But it was actually soft cock. Yeah, yeah, Soft cock That's right, yeah. You know, Pseudo did the same thing. Oh, that's Studo true. Studio went fucking cock rock. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. With, with Race, the yeah. album. And yeah. I remember watching them all going to fucking factories to work. Yeah. To pay the album off. Yeah, yeah. It was a part of the 90s where people thought they could just change the 80s, their yeah. style. The 80s, sorry yeah. to change their style. Yeah. Not as easy as it looked. No, no. You were everyone look, this midpoint to the 80s was really tough for everybody. Yeah. It was it was it, the the world really changed sort of mid decade. I don't know, I don't know what it was. Yeah. But um like new wave, disco, all of that was just like thrown out the window. Yeah. Rock came on board yeah, and everything changed. Yeah. Um so so bloody um and they all kind of went for this sort of like rock look and sound and everything and uh, NXS was the same as well. Yeah. NXS yeah. were the same as well. They completely yeah. changed at that midpoint yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but look, okay, so they've come back for Live Aid. Um, it's like they clearly fucking hated each other on stage. Yeah. And Nick Nick hit this, sorry, Simon hit this bum note. He did, I saw this. What song was it? Was it Notorious? It was Notorious. No, it was View to a Kill. It was View to a Kill. I think so. It they're was. singing a song that they How fucking. How do you know this, Maddie? <clears throat> I've been sitting here all day watching shit, and he comes out with that. Yeah. So they're singing a song. 
I think what, they opened with you to a kill. What is wrong with you tonight? He's just very he's, tired. He's been in there hey. like sniffing glue or something. Oh, look. You pervert. Lifting his top like a dirty <laughs> Lifting mold. his top up. Showing him, showing us his bloody... Nipples. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so so um, um, they're playing a song that they fucking hate from a film that they fucking hated. Yeah. Um, they're right at the, you know, they're, they're half and half. They're midway through... Lebon hits this fucking falsetto note and it goes everywhere. Yeah. This note goes fucking everywhere. It sounds like that screaming goat, you know, that. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> the that. Screaming goat yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. And and kind yeah, of. Yeah, bless. A, and they actually call it the. Do you know what? That can happen though under really nervous situations. Oh, no, absolutely. You know what I mean? When someone's on top of you and you're feeling a bit fuck everyone, you just. Oh, yeah. It's either you, you win or you lose. Oh, you hold your tension in your throat. Yeah, and that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But funnily enough, um, Freddie did a bum note on, on the same in. Um, Live Aid as well. Yeah. But Outside. he was, he was Jesus. So, so, um, Freddie hit a bum note in London, across the world in Philly. Uh, Simon hits this bum note and the whole world heard it. Yeah. What's more, the whole world saw all of Duran Duran fucking rolling their eyes. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, that was the point. It was like, nah. Yeah. There's like on stage hostility. So yeah. so look, it was this is the point where they broke up. Yeah. Roger look, Duran Duran didn't broke up break up, but the, the original lineup did go their separate ways. Yeah. Roger took ten years off. Yeah. Um they um Andy as well. Andy as well. They came back to try to they came back to try to get Andy on board to start um, fucking recording and Andy in the meantime obviously has a, had a great time doing Power Station. He's oh, a- Andy being the, the lead guitarist, he's recording his solo stuff yeah. and the rest of them didn't know. Wow. They didn't, they had no fucking idea. Yeah. They didn't know. Um, so he did some stuff on the next Duran Duran album but like midway through recording he was out. Yeah, they they've got a new guy. Oh no, they had before even the new guy. They had Warren Cuccarello or whatever his name is. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They've got the blonde dude still. Um, they yeah. So Andy, Andy, you listen to the solo stuff that Andy's done. Yeah. It sounds like fucking Power Station. Yeah. It's not very yeah. good, is it? No. Look. Maybe in isolation it would have been okay. Well, we're in isolation now, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, in isolation it would have been okay, but after Duran Duran and Pouster. Oh, oh, you about- know it. You've uh, you've said it before. Oh. It's fucking shout out, wasn't it? Like oh, something shout out, or and he was in front of like was like Footloose. Where he was playing guitar. It's like a mix of fucking Rick Springfield (laughs) and this and that. You know what it reminded me of? And look, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. What I'm saying is um, it next to Duran Duran and Power Station, it pales an example. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Of course. But but, um, I, I think we're at a point where we can do our one dick wonder. Yeah. Our one dick wonder today today is Andy Taylor. (laughs) 
it's a little bit brutal. Fuck. Let's have Let a play. Me find it. Let's play the track. And it was from a from a film. Was it called American American Sweetheart? American Bandstand? What was the fucking song called? This is, oh, American Anthem. Okay, so this is an interesting crossover because um, Andy Taylor played with Terry Bozio mm. and Patrick O'Hearn. Um, they were doing drum drum and bass. So so Terry was doing drums and Patrick O'Hearn did bass. They were both from Missing Persons. That's on right. On the solo stuff. Wow. The person who replaced Andy Taylor in Duran Duran, when they started coming on b- back on board, yeah. was uh, Warren, Warren uh, Cucciarulo. Yeah, yeah. From Missing Persons. Yeah, that's right. So he came back on board. Warren Cucciarulo is like an incredible guitarist. Yeah. A fucking amazing guitarist, yeah. yeah. They were a little bit funny. You know, clearly he's a, a kind of proven success with Missing Persons. They're a fucking incredible band. I think they felt a little bit... I think they kind of held a flame for Andy to come back and stuff like that. So they didn't make Warren a kind of permanent member for a while. Yeah. Uh, They had this other drummer as well. Um, Roger wasn't coming back. Yeah. um, And didn't come back for 10 years. Yeah. Warren comes into Duran Duran with all these ideas. Yeah. All these amazing riffs. um, And some great porn. You know what? The I'm. He's got the biggest dick I've ever seen. Warren Cucciarolo yeah. has the biggest Italian dick. I know. <laughs> Do you remember seeing that scandal? I could not believe it. I so, loved it. So Warren Cucciarolo comes in. He's. They he's had kind to of, sack him though. After it, they couldn't <sighs> handle it. Is this why they sacked him? Yeah. Because he, he had shots of him in the bath with his big dong. No, I think he did like gay porn and stuff oh, and everything. Oh, I don't know what he did, I don't, but I know no, that he, he had did, his dick out. He did stuff like with a dildo up his ass and stuff. No, I saw the 
No, I didn't see that. I've I just seen saw it. Really? Yeah. Oh, Don't bless. worry, I've done my research. Wow. No, look, he he um look, okay. So when Cucciarolo comes in, I don't know. The ego got to him. I, I don't know. The ego got to him. He's he's gotten rid of his hair. He's shaved all of his hair, in fact. <laughs> Upstairs and and downstairs. And his chest hair. He's got li- literally like an eight-inch Italian penis. Yeah, he's huge. And he got it huge. out. Huge. And I think it real all of it really went to his head. He famously had. A I think he's a bit mental. Oh look, would he be mental? A okay, bit? if you were offered a job with Duran Duran, you're in the gig, right? You've yeah. got the fucking gig as the guitarist. I don't even think it was three months in where he's got his shalong out fucking showing the world what he can do. Hey, hey, if you love my guitar work, here's my cock. <laughs> I know. What? I don't get it. Oh, uh, maybe he's just really sexually driven and I don't know. Well, fucking of, start rooting the chicks you're singing with. Like, uh, it reminds me a little bit of fucking Tommy Lee with his big dick. Yeah, right. I don't know. Anyway, be, uh, look, go and Google, literally Google like I did today. <laughs> Warren Cucciarillo naked yeah. and you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. I think he even had a mo- – famously he released in terms of personal merchandise that he was selling. Yes, I think he that's right. He had a mould of his cock taken right. and released a dildo of his own the cock. The boys didn't like it. Whatever nah. it was, Duran went, fuck nah, it's off. not very cool. No. It's a joke, really. Because he wouldn't have done it in missing persons days. No, no. But look, look, he did. They didn't get rid of him yet. They didn't get rid of him yet. No, they didn't get rid of him yet. Because that. Let's talk about the album. (laughs) Let's get back to the music. (laughs) Let's get back to the music and stop about. Well, it was just a fucking scandal, though, that he did that. Let's. What? Um. What? Tracks have we got now in this well, second half of the eighties? Well, we've looked at Notorious, sort of, and then we've got right. to look at Big Thing, okay, big which thing. was like Warren's Big <laughs> Thing. <laughs> Obviously, Big Thing was brought to Maybe the table. Maybe he got the memo wrong. It was brought to the table. <laughs> yeah, big. Oh, you like Big Thing? Yeah. Do you? Oh, well, right. I'll no, just show you my cock in about an album and a half. Yeah. Um, what I, was the other sort of um, soul uh, single taken from the Notorious album? Wasn't it um, that a Skin Trade? Skin Trade, which I thought was very Skin Trade was excessive. Yeah, yeah. Was that time of year? It was kind everyone, of like yeah, dun, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, Skin Trade. Both of those tracks are very uh, simply red. Right. Don't you think? Look, Money's I don't think that was... Money's too tight to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Money, money's too tight to mention. That so here's my, my big thing. Yeah. Well, maybe he got the memo wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Warren. Oh, hang on. Oh, look, oh Jesus Christ. Oh, oh look um, out. Skin Trade was about... Um, I know that Simon had to write lyrics for that because they had the music done. Skin, skin, skin trade. trade. Yeah. They'd yeah. come up with a name and they didn't know how to explain it. So Simon um, made So Warren it. got his cock out. No, like, I don't think he would. No, I'm just going to get the Warren. Okay. So American Science, Skin Trade, um, Hold Me Vertigo, Meet El Presidente. Winter Marches On, that had a video as well. Um, we Need You. Notorious was probably 
and Skin Trade was my favourite song. Now, in Skin Trade and Notorious, we start to see the supermodel come in to the videos. That's where they start to use all the supermodels in the skin trade because it was about that. It was about prostituting um, yourself. Yeah. Okay. So it was a very George Michael vibe of um, having the girls. I'm pretty sure even Simon's wife might have been in one of the songs. Yeah. Yasmin. Yasmin Lebon. Yeah. And this takes us through then the fifth studio album in 1988. Was there? Big thing. The big thing. <laughs> the album for Warren. Yeah, Warren. Oh, Warren. What do you call the Ah, uh, big thing. Yeah. So the big singles were I Don't Want Your Love. Yep. I All like that. All She Wants Is, yeah. which I kind of like. Yeah, I Don't Want Your Love was a fucking great. I don't want your love. Oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to that in the car on the way home. Yeah. So we've got... We've got we, we're big getting scarce, so there's only a couple of songs that we really hear about on yeah. these albums. But look, let's be faithful oh, and she we'll list this. the tracks. So we've, oh, it was on that one. Yeah. So we've got Big Thing, I Don't Want Your Love, All She Wants Is, Too Late Marlene, Drug. Uh, it's just a state of mind. Do You Believe in Shame, Palomino, Interlude One, Land, Flute. The Edge of America and Lakeshore Driving. Yeah. None of those really kind no. of stand the test of time, no. do they? No. It's a shame. Mm. They kind of, they move on then in the late, they move on that, yes, as you say, they're sort of bringing the supermodel element and, and going very George Michael and everything, right? Maddie's just written, he wrote Ordinary World, let him have his dick. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting it's to that, true. Maddie. It, yeah, we're getting, we're getting to, to that. that. We, so, we know what he's about. So we get to 1990. We've got the sixth studio album. And we're going to go 1990 because it's an important album. We're going to tie this up. We're going to bend the rules slightly yeah. if we can. Yeah. Because we're talking about a huge 90, 1980s yeah. band and we're, we're, we're getting somewhere. Trust us, right? <laughs> You're in good hands. So we've got... Um, We've got uh, the album Liberty. Yes. The sixth studio album. Does anybody remember Liberty? Yeah, I think um, Liberty I liked. I think uh, the video I put up on my Facebook the other day. Na, 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 na. Ah. Oof, okay, Liberty. Okay. Fuck. Um, so si- Serious, was that on it? Oh, was it? Yes, yes, Serious. Ser- yeah, I love Serious. So Violence of Summer, Liberty, Hothead, Serious. Serious was really the only single. Yeah, look, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I won't bother. Anyway, so, 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 (laughs) that's where we are. We're at the end of the 80s. I think they're thinking, like, what the fuck? The app, you know, the the apple has fallen very far from the tree. We don't know Mm. what we're doing. Mm. Um, And we've got John in this lineup of Liberty. So we've got John Simon and Nick back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Nick never left, but John definitely left. Yeah. And yeah. he's come back. That's right. So John 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 is just John's sort of had it he wants to go off and play heavier stuff, yeah? Mm. Um he's whole he's being he's holding on by, by a very fine thread. I think they're kind of thinking, fuck, okay, what have we got? What are we doing? They're allowing the kind of voices and influences in terms of Warren. Um, to, to come on board. Yeah. Warren bring, Warren's a great guitarist with a big dick. He, <laughs> he, 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 he brings to the table um, 
He brings to the table Ordinary World. Fucking Oath he does. Incredible track. Incredible. Incredible track. Yeah. Oh, my God, this breaks my heart. Yes. Fucking this song, my yeah. immaculate oh. dream. I'm breathing skin. I've been waiting for your oh. time. It's just so beautifully fucking written. And it's everything we feel. Oh when my it God. comes to the world. Yes. It's, it's just ordinary. It's so fucking emotional. It's so fucking incredible. They bring this track to the table. It's fucking incredible. Yes. Right? They know they're on to something. They are. They also have this this sort of follow-up single is um um what is it? Yeah, that's Come what undone. we want. That's what we want. Oh, Come undone. Come undone. Come yeah, undone yeah. is the follow-up single, Great. right? Yeah. Come undone is the follow-up single. Another amazing single. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got um ordinary world fucking. Now did Come Undone become? Was that before Ordinary World? I think it was the follow-up. So, so okay. Come Undone was the follow-up. Yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're kind of... They're the same shit. They've been written yeah. at the same time. Yeah. They, couldn't, they couldn't get radio play for the life of them. Right. At this stage. Yeah, that's right. Duran Duran was a dirty word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. They, they, they kind of... And, and I remember, I remember fucking these songs coming out really, really early. Um... And me just fucking falling in love with them straight away. Yeah. I was a little kid when kind of early Duran Duran were on board, you know? Yeah. So I kind of I kind of come to this stage in the early nineties. You know, they weren't a dirty word for me. They were just something that I knew from a kid. Yeah, of course. These songs come, came out and I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I can't believe it. But I remember bringing to these songs to somebody that was slightly older and, and she was like, oh, my God, fucking Duran Duran, fucking girls on film. You know, she kind of clearly was a little bit older and and the thought of Duran Duran was a little bit daggy for it. Yeah. Um. You know, and this is obviously the the kind of uh, the kind of cringe that a lot of the industry and a lot of radio stations have. Yeah, because you you're, you got to think early nineties. You got to think uh, Nirvana. You got to think Pearl yeah, Jam. You've got to right. think Smashing Pumpkins. Yep. You got to think fucking all. The early nineties was an incredible time for music. A lot of it was grunge. Yeah, grunge and kind of organic um, grunge and indie. Yeah, you know, grunge and indie rock, like some incredible stuff. You've got the beginnings of um, what became Nine Inch Nails. You've got the beginnings of what would then become kind of Marilyn Manson. You try. You bring Duran Duran to the table. You bring the name Duran Duran to the table. It just doesn't fit. Yeah. But you fucking listen to these two songs, Dude. and you're like, oh my god, yeah. So the 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 rebirth of of Duran Duran, the comeback of Duran Duran, is kind of pivoted on the hinged on these two fucking songs. And this album, yeah. it was actually called Duran Duran. It was it was a second album called Duran Duran. The wedding album. Uh, it is informally known as the wedding album. Yeah. It's actually called Duran Duran. It right. was the second album that they called Duran Duran. Right. They had the first one in the early eighties. They had this one in the nineties called Duran Duran as well. 
It's informally known as the wedding album because they had photos of their mums and dads yeah. on their wedding days. It on was, the front look, cover. and that just goes to show you that musically, when a song resonates with people, mm. it fucking works. Because this went number one. Yeah, yeah. This was the one where we saw Duran Duran in the forefront of the music industry again. Yeah. And it was well deserved. Yeah. Because. It was an amazing song. Yeah. And yeah. it spoke to the masses about yeah. this fucking beautiful vulnerability that we all have with life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I remember I wasn't married at this stage. And when I saw Nick Rhodes adjusting the big bow on the chick that was getting married, I yeah. got a bit emotional because it was like, I've never done that. Yeah. You know? um, and yeah, they were yeah. very artistic. Yeah. Yeah. It was still super artistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Nick, I think, was the photographer in this. Okay. Nick liked to play a photographer in a lot of videos. Yeah. View to Achilles did it. Yeah. And yeah. he did this, uh, I think it was Nick that was the photographer, but beautiful video. We'll come back to this in a moment. We'll come back to this in a moment. We're gonna um we're we're gonna break to an ad now. Mm. We've got a fucking great ad. And it's actually been sent in it by has been. our old friend Julie Patterson. Yes. She's not old, but she is an old friend. She Good save. Good save. She's save. probably been coming to see us live for 25 years. Yes. She was five years old when she started coming <laughs> in. <laughs> I love it. Started coming in. And, and watch- she said this through. Julie has recently bought a house for herself. Lovely. Fucking sisters are doing it for a Wow. She has also recently had her hair done. Wow. (laughs) We stalk you, Julie, just like you stalk us. Yeah, baby. Remember I was telling you about it earlier? Oh, I don't mind that. Doesn't it look great? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't she have brown curly hair? She had brown straight hair with bangs. She looks fantastic. She now has blonde straight hair. With bangs. Has she, she just been recently divorced? No. Oh. No, I think she is single and ready to mingle. <laughs> ready to rumble. Ready to mingle. Does she come to our She's gigs? got a house and she's going to take you back there and show you a good time. Fucking good on Julie you. Julie Patterson, everyone. Julie, Julie Patterson. Julie has been coming to see us for wow. ages. Wow. Does she Mate, have a lip ring? She doesn't, no. Oh, okay. But what she does... That must be my eyesight. What she does have is a penchant for a drink. She used to ride herself off back at the spot. Yeah, she loves it, mate. God, These days she just gets an Uber home because she can afford it. Yeah. But but, um, Julie has sent us in this awesome ad. It's very timely because we're sort of on kind of fucking social isolation with this coronavirus. Um, and it's an ad about toilet paper. It is, and it was such a good recommendation. Enjoy it. Here it is. All over Australia, there's only one product that people sing praise to. Take it away, Australia! What's the gentlest tissue in the bathroom you can issue? Australia, nothing else is good enough. All right. What an old banger that ad was, eh? That was. <laughs> oh, wow. God, we laughed, didn't we? Sorbent. Was it Sorbent was Tissues? It? I don't know. 
Um, thanks, Julie. Good on you. And Good thank on you, you for Julie. the continued You know what? Support. We love the fact that our montages are bringing in some ideas. Yeah. Hey, if you got an ad, if you got a fucking ad from the 80s that you want played and celebrated yeah. and analysed by us, send in your suggestions. Absolutely. Yeah. No. That was one of the first suggestions I think we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good on you, Jules. Thank you for that. And I want to thank America. America, we went into the charts last year. At a, last year, fucking drunk enough, bitch. <laughs> um, we went into the charts last week at 175 in the Apple Podcast. We've worked for our America. way up from the from fucking 955. Jesus. So Americans, we love in your guts. Please spread the word, guys. My if we could break God, 100 in the US, do you know how fucking rich we'd be? We. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because I would come to America and spray all over you cunts if no, you get to No, we would – oh, Jesus. Jesus. We would, no, we would, we would come over and do a live we show. We would. We would do a live show. Yeah, yeah. And you'd love it. So, okay, Duran Duran, we're getting – we'll wrap this up really soon, I promise, because we are sort of – we've breached into uncharted territories. We're in the 90s now for, for Duran Duran. Um, the reason why we wanted to finish with this uh, album – and uh, uh, and talk about this. It's the comeback of Duran Duran. It was Duran. absolutely. It's the come. It, it sort of brought them back. Mar- Matt, Matty's sending us death rays, probably because he's pissed, but um, probably also because we're in nineties territory. But oh my god, we've got to do Matty's hamburger story. Okay, so you tell it, Sammy. You go for it. So Brian Cannon, who is a very dear friend of ours, and Matty's from Sudoeco. Sudoeco. I'm pretty sure Pseudo Echo were recording, it was either at Platinum Studios or Sing Studios. I think it was Platinum. And because Duran Duran were out here a lot in <laughs> Australia, because Australians loved them. Yeah. They, they did a lot of videos. recording and mixing and producing. They here. did. They did. They got ideas and they went in. Mm. So I think it would have been Platinum in South Yard. And the Fairlight computer or keyboard had just come out. Fairlight, now, that's right. Fairlight. Keyboard, but not computer. Keyboard, so like yeah. synth, synthesizer. Synth. So my favourite artist that did her whole album on the Fairlight was an artist called Jill Jones, um, Jane Childs. Okay. Jane Childs had a song called I Don't Want to Fall in Love. Uh, my favourite artist. She okay. did her whole album on a Fairlight. Really? It was the hottest keyboard to ever, ever exist, right? Mm. So Nick Rhodes was eating a hamburger and someone had bought this. How much was it worth? Quarter of a million dollars. Quarter of a million dollar keyboard. Keys, look, keys were sort of, uh, synths and keys were coming in with these revolutionary sounds. It's not like these days where you buy uh, presets. That's right. Like on a computer. Like, yeah. you know, you don't buy You, don't you couldn't buy, do that, yeah. No, that, that wasn't in yet. Yeah. So you would buy these keyboards that had all the key, had all the presets sort of inbuilt. It's and not I think like it you was could the share first, them. You had to buy the whole fucking keyboard. I think it was the first sequencer. Mm, or something. It really? would make the big operatic s- style sort of oh, stuff. Oh, yes. So, Maddie yeah. did give us an example. Mm. Um, 
Um, yeah. It was a sampler. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so not Maddie a secret, did give sorry. us an example of Tears for Fears, remember? Yeah. And the kind of that that kind of organ sound. Yeah. That kind of like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love an organ personally. Like a, a kind of different. Anyway, person. so I'm pretty sure oh, that. Oh, like a choir. Like a, a choir. It sounded like a choir. Yeah. It's very. Um, that kind of tears for fears sound of that synth choir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> um, he came. Somebody had this Fairlight. Had he just bought it? No, no, no. They had it in the studio, and I think Sudo were in the next room, and and uh, Nick Rhodes had a hamburger in his hand. And so Nick Rhodes came into su- in, into the studio. And they went, have a look at this new Fairlight. And he just threw his hamburger on it. And, and went, like went, oh, oh, I hate it. Oh, oh, yeah. like, like kind of testing it out yeah, on the keys. Yeah, testing it out with his hamburger. But, but like you've got to imagine, like put your hand like a claw and then do it upside down. Yeah. And that's your, you're holding the hamburger. Yeah. And Nick's fucking there like going up and down the keys with his fucking handful of, ha- handful of fucking hamburger with yeah. all like fucking beetroot and tomato juice running down <laughs> his fucking hand. On this kind of quarter of a million dollar kind yeah. of piece of musical equipment. I think Nick might have been a bit of a chucker. A I think Nick might have been a bit rough. Oh, yeah, like I a bit common. A bit, bit rough, bit, oh, just used to chuck shit on stuff. Like the start of Rio, how he used to chuck the poles in the bloody guitar, the piano strings and stuff. Oh, like so I a bit think experimental. He, bit experimental. Sort of. Yeah, right. Bit rough. Yeah, Someone so else is a bit rough that I know are too. They? A bit rough mm. around the edges. A bit aren't rough, they? bit rough. Well, I think the moment that I leave here, someone's about to be rough with you <laughs> in that front room. But but I never want to hear about it if that's okay. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Something's it's going It's like on. hearing about your parents having sex. Uh, I swear to God. I know. I've bloody made dinner and that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, so Did you just eat it? You're both pissed. No, no, we haven't eaten. I've. Of, oh. What do you call it when you pre-prepare? Cook. Yeah, because oh. everyone's going, oh, there's nothing at the supermarket. I don't go to the supermarket. Really? I'm a Hello Fresh whore. <laughs> my mum, you know? yeah, my mum's trying to get me onto it as well. Hello Fresh. Uh, yeah. It's the fucking best thing ever. Yeah. If you go to the supermarket, you spend so much money. Mm. Oh yeah. Where we Hello Fresh so- just gives you what you, you need. You know what? Mika and I make good money. Yeah. We spend our money on vinyls. Yeah. And on fucking eating out. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? We're about to wrap up this uh, episode of Duran Duran. You would never know it. Are we at the end? Look, we can kind of, in a way, we can thank Warren Cucciarolo for bringing Duran Duran back back to the forefront where they deserve to be. Well, they re. The five, the 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 Fab Five mm. reunited again. Yeah, and I think it was two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. And I went and saw them at the Metro. Oh, they did. Okay, so so fucking um, Warren left. Yep. Took his big. Well, pop- they had to get rid of him because he was a bit weird. Oh yeah, he was going nuts. You know. So so um he he left to go and uh, reform. Missing persons. Did he really? What a coincidence. Wow. Deirdre Chambers, the following day, Duran Duran announced that um, Andy's coming back and they're having a full, 
they're, they're getting the entire lineup back yeah. on board. They're getting the entire full lineup. It was 2000 or 2001, yeah, some, that's something right. like that. Yep. And this is this was like my first or second year in Melbourne. Wow. And I was Did on you the boat go of, to the Metro? No, baby. I was on the bone of my ass. Right, I was like kind yeah. of – I, I, I was literally kind of um, like kind scabbing of, food off, yeah. off restaurants. I've and stuff. been there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and it's kind of, and, and the, I think you need to kind of go there as an artist. I used to pick cigarette butts off pizzas. Yeah, and eat you them. still do that now. No, I know, right? <laughs> and I remember people's face being horrified, and it's like, well, what am I going to fucking catch? Yeah, yeah, it's a cigarette. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you, you had to survive. Yeah, yeah. You hear these horror stories. Yeah. I mean, there was coffee scroll biscuits in the 90s, which were the biscuits with the pink oh, yeah. fucking right. That's right. I, I remember used to them. live off them. Oh, fuck. But I, it does make you stronger. I lived off miso soup. Really? You know, you, no, you, you know, you, because because I was a hippie as well. Yeah, right. So, you know, like, um, you can buy. Um, like miso soup, like fucking packets. packets. So you can put them in your fucking bag or in your pocket if you yeah, needed to yeah. and put them with water and it's like, hey, I'm having some miso. So that's where I was in fucking 2001. <laughs> when, when, when well, I did go to the metro. Okay. Um, in the city, Palace Metro. Yep. Which is now currently being knocked down. Yeah, that's right. Yes. What a shame. Yeah. What a shame. But um, no, no, I, I loved seeing Duran Duran. That's when I met. Nick and John again, but John had no time, which was fine, you know. Mm. Why would you at 50? You know what I mean? Okay, guys, good on you. All right. Thank you very much for sticking in there with us. We hope you've enjoyed this special. We love Duran Duran. We do love them. And I hope that it has come across to you all. Um, uh, Look, all of our friends all around the world, especially the American fans, yeah. especially the UK fans, yeah. anyone that speaks English, really, <laughs> even if you don't speak Brazil, English. Brazil, we're we going don't. off in Brazil. <laughs> we don't when yeah, we're drunk. No, good on you. Look, we're, we're climbing the charts. We're getting there. Yeah. Spread the word. Share the show. Tell people about it. We're rough and ready. They'll fucking love it. Exactly. They'll love it, mate. And it's Duran Duran. That's right. Give us Nothing five stars. Nothing more beautiful in the you world. You give us a fucking awesome review. We'll read it on the show. We'll make you famous, mate. Don't worry about it. Like fucking Frenchie 75. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You guys are awesome. Share, subscribe, comment, listen like, to the show. Yep. And Duranis, look, dudes, we've done our best, but. How can you how possibly. How can you Try to pay, no. pay tribute to Duran Duran. They're just incredible. They are. Look, and we we have lived and breathed them. We yep. know so many anecdotes that we can't actually share because yeah. a lot of them are dirty and, and, and have a look at episode two yes. of the uh, montage because that is really funny when you don't know that the girl in Girls on Film, why she dries her vag. And you gave me a demo yeah, yeah. on that very and couch. And it's the funniest shit you've ever – in fact, we should really look back at that. <laughs> Good on you guys. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. This is the 80s montage. I'm Jay Jovi. Sammy, hard on. Uh, if it's music, mateys, or cool Good shit, shit from the, the 80s, 80s, we're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal. Unreal.